The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at 5, it's your last chance to weigh in on plans to expand I-35 through Austin. We'll show you the plan and how to make your voice heard. And spring-like temperatures today, but that all changes tomorrow. We're tracking a cold front in your first warning forecast. The fair deal for our people and uh, a, a deal that's fair for the city. And I think that we got there. After about a year of negotiations, the city of Austin and its police department have agreed upon a new contract. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marin. The new contract calls for officers to get a 14% raise over the course of four years. APD hopes it will help recruit and retain more officers. And as KXAN's Brianna Hollis reports, it also resolves the main sticking point in negotiations, which is police oversight. The average person wants to be able to call 911, get a rapid response, and get a cop out. Susan Sparato came to City Hall as a private citizen to hear what police had to say about the contract. Her concerns lie in police staffing shortages. Chief Joseph Jacone says money will go towards raises, day-to-day operations, and revamped recruitment strategies. The plan is to run um, four to five academies per year. Uh, before we were running two. In December, we reported that the city and police union couldn't agree on oversight. The union wanted it taken care of outside the contract. The city did not. The city ultimately won that battle. Be able to have the Office of Police Oversight go somewhere they'd never gone before, which was actually to be in the room investigating officer misconduct, both at a preliminary level and at the actual uh, formal investigation. We wanted them in the room asking questions of the actual subject officer and having the officer have to answer those questions. The Office of Police Oversight doesn't have decision-making power, but does make recommendations to the chief. When are we going to be able to see, and will this money help being able to get officers to respond to more things that people are having to resort to call 311 for now? You know, that's going to be a process, obviously. We've got to get the contract in place. It needs to be ratified by the city council. We're looking at uh, probably at least a couple of years for us to be able to fill all of the vacancies that we have. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. And as you just heard, the contract is not finalized until the city council approves it. The Austin Police Association hopes that happens this month. And we've previously reported about a police oversight measure on the May ballot. Even if it passes, anything mapped out in the approved police contract would trump that. A judge has ordered the Travis County District Attorney to record all grand jury proceedings for a use of force case involving an Austin police officer. So the order is to record everything except deliberations and voting. It caught our attention because grand jury proceedings are generally secret. Coming up new at 6, our Brianna Hollis explains how rare this is. The Austin City Council is expected to spend some time in executive session to consider the employment of City Manager Spencer Cronk. The mayor placed the emergency item on today's agenda with the backing of several city council members after expressing frustration with the city's response to last week's ice storm. New at 6, we'll get you a live update from City Hall. Well, there's a chance for you to weigh in this evening on a major and controversial transportation project here in Central Texas. The Texas Department of Transportation is hosting a meeting tonight to discuss the I-35 Capital Express Central project. So here's a look at what the highway expansion could look like. That current plan would widen eight miles of 35 through downtown Austin, add HOV lanes, and remove the upper decks. TxDOT says this will prevent congestion and improve safety, but it will also push out more than 100 businesses and homes. As KXN's Tahoe Rahman reports, some of those businesses are pillars of their communities. Right off of I-35, 
sits a bustling Austin icon, Stars Cafe. Very hot, be careful. We've always had like a great time here, great service, great like laughter, great memories. The 24-hour diner has been here since 1966. And just kind of chill after a stressful 12-hour shift. But each order and connection. Do you want a coffee to go? May now be numbered. Its neighbor, a growing highway, may push stars out. A plan like this would put us out of business and make us have to um, move. And, you know, we'd have to figure that next step out. They hope TxDOT can route around the building or help them move it. Um, as somebody who grew up here in Austin, you know, you hate to see the things that have been here for a while starting to go away. It's not just about Austin's unique and eclectic culture that's at risk, but this I-35 expansion plan also puts health care at the forefront for some, like patients at Community Care Clinic. It will be somewhat disruptive. To our patients, we fully recognize that when Interstate 35 is under construction. Community Care CEO says patients shouldn't worry, though. They plan to combine two of their clinics and I-35's displacement path into one big facility in the same area. Working with our partners at Central Health to ensure that these services are not only uh, continue to be available, but are proximal to where they've been for a long time. The constellation may change for stars, possibly moving to a different location. But until then, we're here. We're not going anywhere until they tell us to go away. Tahira Rahman, KXAN News. And TxDOT says they have contacted all business property owners who may be displaced by the project. This is the first in a series of stories we're going to be bringing you weekly to get a better understanding of the I-35 expansion project and everyone it could impact. And there's still time to make your voice heard. The comment period ends March 7th. Just look for a link in Tahara's story at KXAN.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Boy, what a day today. Temperatures in Austin especially felt more like late March than early February. We were, what, 9 degrees above normal, hitting 75 degrees on a picture-perfect day. Low humidity, sunshine, a little breeze. It feels wonderful out there. Almost lake weather here on the Oasis restaurant camera out at Lake Travis. Temperatures area-wide quite comfortable. 70s out in Llano, Marble Falls, 71 in Rockdale. Only some upper 60s on the cooler spots out there this evening. Coming up in your forecast, though, we are tracking a cold front, and it's just a few hours away for some of us. What time the winds pick up and the temperatures drop at your house and how much colder it gets to end the week tomorrow in your first warning forecast. Thank you, David. Check your cleaning cabinet. Colgate Palmolive is recalling nearly 5 million bottles of Fabuloso multi-purpose cleaner. The issue, not enough preservative was added, so they may be contaminated with the bacteria that you can breathe in. So if you've got a bottle, just we head to our website, kxan.com. We have a list there of all the codes. Well, too many in Central Texas are finding out how expensive it can be to clean up after the ice storm, how much is too much, and when it could become price gouging now that a disaster declaration is in place. And just ahead, rescue crews pulling more survivors from beneath collapsed buildings days after a catastrophic earthquake in Syria and Turkey. And the unforgettable melodies of Burt Bacharach. In honor of his death, we're looking back at some of his biggest hits. And you might be surprised how many you know. Well, this is incredible to see. Crews in Turkey from the Istanbul Fire Department pulled a 12-year-old boy from beneath a pile of rubble. 
84 hours after the earthquake. Video posted to social media shows crews removing the boy, Kareem, who had been trapped beneath what appears to be a metal grate. Now at one point, Kareem reaches out a hand to the rescuer who holds it. And then in another spot, a 60-year-old woman pulled from the rubble along with a two-year-old boy. Now his rescuers, a team from Kosovo, kissed him as they passed him along the line and towards safety. He was alert after three nights in the freezing cold, but with each passing minute, these rescues are becoming more rare, and the number of dead now has grown to more than 17,000. And coming up on NBC Nightly News, to see a search and rescue team from Fairfax County, Virginia, in action in Turkey. Their dog was brought in to sniff out signs of life, diving into cracks in the wreckage. When they bring the dog in, what the dog does is the dog will sniff around. It's very well trained, knows what to look for. Uh, and if it responds to the trainer, then uh, the handler rather, then they know that there, there is a possible proof of life. Uh, and so they'll mark that down as a, as a positive hit. And the dog can distinguish between a dead body and a living person. Yeah, that's right. And ahead on Nightly, NBC News in the earthquake epicenter with more aid arriving, but frustration growing over the response time. Our weekly drought monitor update is out, and this map is showing zero change in drought conditions, even with some beneficial rain over the past week. Look at Travis County. What a different story from northeastern parts of town with no soil drought to westward out toward a Spicewood Dripping Springs, parts of Travis County as well in D3 extreme drought. Coming up in your forecast, a little rain that's now possible tonight and some much cooler weather coming. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. With branches littering many neighborhoods, some Central Texans are figuring out just how expensive it can be to get your property fixed back up. And KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez talked to the experts about shopping smart and avoiding people trying to make a quick buck after a disaster. Anywhere you look in this Round Rock neighborhood, you'll find piles and piles of branches. That took me a minimum of 12 hours to cut. Here's Kiefer cut his broken branches himself after getting some pretty pricey quotes. Some quotes were $2,500, and I have neighbors that were quoted $2,000 just to cut it and put it at the street. We do find that people tend to take advantage of, you know, of consumers when disaster strikes. To, you know, Katie Gallen is with the Better Business Bureau. She says price gouging often happens after a disaster, even though it's illegal. And sometimes it can be hard to tell if you're paying too much. Other states define price gouging as charging 10 to 25% over the original price. Texas is different. Anything that is excessive or exorbitant as far as the pricing goes over the original cost, that's considered price gouging. We always advise people to get at least three bids for whatever it is that they are needing. Julie Crummel says she was out of state when the storm hit, but rushed home to a mess. Came around the corner and I just um, couldn't even park on the street. There were so many piles of debris out in the street. She did call what around to figure out a fair price, but even that was still a lot of green. I did pay, I, I paid four figures actually. I'll just leave it at that. It was a little bit of chunk of change for that. Um, but I know that some people here had to pay even more. They had more trees and more damage. In Round Rock, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And you can report suspected price gouging directly to the Texas Attorney General's office. You can find out how at KXAN.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. 
Well, look at this. People who live in Tangipahoa Parish, Louisiana, are getting a clear look at some damage from a confirmed tornado that tore apart these homes last night. Strong winds flipped over those mobile homes, leaving three people injured. Fortunately, everyone is expected to survive. You'll recall last night right here on KXAN, we were talking about the severe weather concern to our east as the rainmaker here exited. Now we are still behind that same storm system, left with gorgeous, comfortable weather. There's Lake Austin in the distance and beautiful clear skies from our Westlake camera, the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam, reading a very comfy 70 degrees. It's windows open weather as long as the allergies aren't bothering you this afternoon. 73 in Llano, 71 in Dripping Springs, and in Lockhart. The allergies, speaking of those, they're up a little bit in the past 24 hours. Both mold and cedar now in medium concentrations. At least cedar hasn't been high for a little while. I know this is catching your eye. As that storm system exits Louisiana, another little compact system is creating some snow as we speak from Clovis and Moriarty, New Mexico, into parts of the Texas Panhandle. This little low pressure is bringing a chance of precipitation locally and also some colder, windy weather pretty soon. Here we are in the 70s on I-35, but it's 34 degrees up in Amarillo. Let's talk about what we expect step by step. Clouds and radar forecast this evening showing clear conditions, but as that little low pressure moves overhead, there should be enough moisture now to produce just a little 10% chance of a few drops of rain on your house overnight. By the time most of us get going, though, after sunrise tomorrow, that little rain chances out of here and the sun quickly returns by midday tomorrow. So rain is obviously not going to be the main thing we expect, but winds and colder temperatures are. Check out the wind gusts. Right now it's a warm southwesterly wind at 10 to 15. By dinner time or so, though, here comes the cold front north of Llano and Burnett. Northwest winds shift sharply behind it. The temperature drop doesn't come very sharply, but you will notice the winds blowing the trees up against the windows on the north side of your house by 9 p.m., 9.30, 30 plus mile per hour wind gusts in the hill country and the cold front moving into Austin. Just after midnight, the cold front clears even Fayette County and by tomorrow morning, the winds only get stronger. National Weather Service saying this should be just below wind advisory criteria, but I'll tell you, if you have a hanging wreath or a plant, potted plant on the north side of your house like we do, we're going to bring ours inside. You might consider doing the same. Quite windy tomorrow from mid-morning through the afternoon. Late tomorrow evening, though, the winds gusts will subside. As you can guess, that north-northwest wind dropping the temperatures significantly tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, a lot like today, we wake up in the 40s. Unlike today, though, look at this. Through the afternoon, we stay 20 to 25 degrees colder than today. Even with the sun out, it is jacket weather. So plan accordingly. Tomorrow's highs across the area only in the 50s. And some of that cool weather sticks around this weekend. Cool sunshine on Saturday at 59. A gorgeous forecast for the big game on Sunday afternoon, 63 degrees. But clouds will start to increase ahead of our next little storm system. Tonight's forecast, increasing clouds can't rule out a little chance of some sprinkles. Winds turn sharply to the north-northwest, dropping lows into the mid-40s. Tomorrow, look at the high temperature. It's chilly, even with the sun out, 55 once those morning clouds clear. And there's the bad hair day, north-northwest winds at 20 to 30 miles an hour. Now, not only cool afternoons this weekend, but a couple of near freezing cold mornings, both Saturday and Sunday in central Austin. This is going to be a pretty widespread rural freeze starting tomorrow night, so plan accordingly for that as well. Next week, I told you clouds increase on Sunday. We've got another little storm moving in Monday into early Tuesday. Valentine's Day, though, does not look like a rainout. Looks like most of that 60% chance of thunderstorms will clear by midday. Some of the younger generation might not know Burt Bacharach by name, but they will likely know some of his work. Just ahead, songs to remember him by.
His hits like Do You Know the Way to San Jose and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head provided a mellow alternative soundtrack to rock and roll in the 60s and the 70s. Composer Bert Bacharach has died at the age of 94. Gotti Schwartz looks at his life and legacy. Bacharach's greatest gift may have been knowing exactly what we needed to hear. But as a kid, he had no dreams of becoming a musician. I remember playing a recital. I think I had to play Claire de Lune and I blew it and I flung. So did I think I had any talent? No. Still, his mother insisted on piano lessons in practice until one night she gave up. You want to stop? Stop. I've run out of patience. You know, it's your choice. But guilt over disappointing his mother took hold and ultimately helped propel Bacharach to more than 50 years of hits. That's what friends are for. Living in New York City, the young composer met Hal David, a lyricist who provided words to make his melodies soar. Don't make me over. Their discovery of a young Dionne Warwick took the duo to the top of the charts again and again. Soon, Hollywood was enchanted, and so was the actress who would become his second wife, Angie Dickinson. Raindrops are falling on my head, they keep falling. The score from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid earned Bacharach an Oscar in 1970. And over the years, Hollywood kept calling. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. What the world needs next. Music so iconic. How can I forget you, girl? It's been remade across every genre, from 80s pop to samples of the hits popping up on hip hop. Uh, yeah, they call me Logic, yeah, that's L-O-G-I-C. Bacharach spent his final years at home in California with his fourth wife, Jane Hansen. Mr. Bert Bacharach leaving behind an unforgettable catalog of music that will always remind us of its maestro. Donnie Schwartz, NBC News. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's Law & Order at 7 o'clock, and then at 8 o'clock, it's the 12th Annual NFL Honors, celebrating the 2022 season. Before, we're back with KXAN News at 10. And, of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.